Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan. And today's guest is Ryan Naris, co-founder of Archimedes Group. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uh, absolutely honored to be here, and I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here. Um, yeah. I've, I've, you, you have a pretty impressive background. You've not been doing this like a grand long time, but you have certainly made some traction and started making some waves. Uh, tell my listeners a little bit about what you got going on and where you're at right now. Sure. So I'm just a millennial that was just fed up. I was fed up with the lies I had been told all my life. Hey, you study hard, you'll get into a good college, you get into a good college, you get a guaranteed job when you get out, you get a good job when you get out, and you can stay at that job till you retire and everybody is happy. Well, it turns out not only does your university not guarantee you a good job, but when you hustle hard and you find a good job, it turns out they don't really care about you the way that you would like them to. And I hate to say it, but layoffs are a real thing. You know, and and even if you're not, man, I felt stuck <clears throat> at my jobs, plural, and uh, and I just got fed up with it. And so, it would be a little unfair to say I've been at it for a little over four years. So I'm a mobile home park guy. Uh, as of this recording in the summer of 2019, I've currently bought nine mobile home parks. It's about 20 million in acquisitions. Uh, Going to close on our tenth later this month. Awesome. Um, it would be a little unfair to say I've only been at it for four years because truth be told, I had hated my job <laughs> for a long time before then. And I was hustling. Try I looked at over a hundred businesses to buy because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I'd been talking to everybody I could talk to from janitors on up to CEOs and putting forth a lot of effort. So I have only been at the mobile home park game for four years. I know I've done a lot of pretty cool things in a real short span, but I don't want to mislead anyone listening. I have been hustling for a long, long time. Well, that 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 that's one of the keys right there. Is you started off with uh, hustle and to acquire, you know, ten properties, twenty million dollars over a four-year span. Whether you, even if you took four years before that for education and learning it, when right. rubber meets the road, to be able to accomplish that in four years, that still is is a testament to your hustle. Um, and that's, uh, and to me, that's a key to anybody that is, uh, in this business, uh, you know, or in business in general, and you're trying to grow hustle is extremely important. I, it's, I would argue it's vital. Yes. You can, unless you're extremely lucky, you have to have it. And, and another little tidbit too is, man, when I started four years ago, I had nothing straight millennial fashion, nobody <laughs> no experience, no network. I mean, I had more student loan debt than I had cash to invest in deals. So um, please, if, if, you're, if you're listening in right now and you feel stuck at your job and you feel like, you, maybe, maybe it's strong to say you feel lied to that, you know, hey, I'll go, to, I'll go get a master's degree and that'll mean something, right? Maybe that's a little strong, but here's the thing. I know people feel the way I felt. Stuck, you know, disappointed about how it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it all comes down to what David just said, hustle. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that, that to me, um, you know, as I try and coach people and as I, you know, as trying to coach people and trying to, uh, you know, study people to, to help 
you know, make, make my own path better and, and, you know, help improve the paths of others is, you know, look, the, the, one of the biggest keys is, you know, you got to hustle, you got to go do it And you know, action, action is, uh, you know, if you want to get somewhere, you got to start taking steps. <laughs> yeah, it's like riding a bike. I mean, you could get a PhD and teach classes in bike riding, but if you don't get on the bike and start pedaling and falling on your butt a couple of times, you're just never going to learn how to ride a bike. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's it. You got to get out there. That real real world experience is uh, there's nothing oh, yeah. like it. Um. So what? How did you? Uh, you, you started to say you researched. Uh, you know, a hundred different opportunities. How did you? How did you narrow down and focus and and get hooked on mobile home parks? I'm trying to. That's a great question, by the way. I've never had before, and. It was tough, right? Because <clears throat> I think it starts with a soft skill that not a lot of people want to do, which is self-assessment. I'll give you a great example. It's a silly example, but it's a great example. I love coffee. Like I love coffee, just straight black coffee. <laughs> I did not know how much I love coffee until I was almost 30 years old. And the funny thing of it was my wife just casually mentioned you really like porters and stouts, which are really bitter flavors. It's really weird to me that you don't like coffee. Well, within about a week of her mentioning that and me trying out coffee, I was hooked. So <laughs> I think the, the important thing there is we don't really know ourselves as much as we think we do. And so I looked at hundreds of businesses trying to figure out who I was and where I fit, right? And there's a lot of sexy things out there that ultimately just aren't good fits, you know? And the, the, the point of looking at hundreds of, you know, over a hundred businesses and trying a few out is you have to find what's a good fit for you. And for me, it all came down to reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and buying my first uh, rental property where I realized it's definitely real estate. Yep. It's just not single family homes for me. And so through that, once I, I realized I'm definitely meant to be real estate, then I just looked at all sorts of stuff, retail, office, and then obviously I eventually found mobile home parks. So it was just a grind and it took years of thinking I had something and then realizing I did it. That, 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 that sometimes you just gotta, you, you know, it's, um, it, it's kind of like going to, uh, I, I liken it to going to the department store to try on jeans but none of them have a size on them. So right. you can't, there, there is no predetermination. So it's like, well, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's start trying some on. And then, you know, when you find that pair that fits, you go, yep. And I, I, I would, I would add a cherry on top of that and say, and by the way, the lights are out. <laughs> it's really hard. to find. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, that's, that is probably, uh, that's probably true. Right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that just finding that fit, you know, that, that, you know, there, there are, like you said, I mean, there are hundreds and literally thousands of opportunities out there that if you want to hustle, there's opportunities for you to change your life and grow yes. and be very, very successful. And, you know, and, and just because, you know, just because one person's successful at one thing doesn't mean that that's going to be your fit. 
You know, it's you could be successful, but you still may not be like you were talking about, you know, having that having that job, you know, and being in it. And, you know, even if you're making money in it, some jobs, you know, even if you're making a good living in it, it's still not worth it um, because it doesn't fit you. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's really, really key of, of, you know, trying those on and make that one that fits so that you're not just buying yourself a job. I mean, because why be an entrepreneur when, you know, uh, I mean, the whole idea of being an entrepreneur is so that you have freedom and happiness that you can control. If you have, you, you know, if you went out and bought yourself a job and you're an entrepreneur and you still hate getting up in the morning, well, guess what? You picked the wrong opportunity. You need to go fishing again. Yeah, you unstuck yourself to get stuck in an even worse spot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because now, now, now you, you, if you quit, you're quitting on yourself. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times, you like me in real estate, you have recourse debt over your head. You can't just walk away from that. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're there, and it's like, well, uh, I'm. I'm here now. <laughs> what am I going to do? And that's even worse. Like I said, that's, that's a job that you can't even quit. Uh, like you said, you know, if, if you have recourse like, debt on it, you don't even have the option of quitting. <laughs> I say I, the way I equate it is it's like dating. You can, you get lucky and just meet your wife in high school or your husband in high school. Yeah, totally. But for the rest of us in the real world, uh, it's a lot of rejection and, <laughs> Eventually, you're like, I'm not going to sign up for Match.com. And then eventually, you have a day where you're at the bottom of the ice cream and you're like, <laughs> forget it. I'm going to sign up for Match.com. And you go through the whole rejection process and you try to figure out how to pick up girls and get rejected and they go on dates and they don't call you back. But then after you go through all the hardship, eventually you meet the one. And, and, I, and my wife hates understandably so when I say this, <laughs> but when I found mobile home parks, it was very reminiscent to how I felt when I met my wife. And I know she hates being compared to them, but when I met my wife, it was very obvious very quickly that she was the one. And it was identical when I found mobile home parks. I was like, this is what I'm meant to do for my career. Uh, Ryan, she she may be slightly offended by that at, <laughs> at, at, at this point in time, but I'm pretty sure five years down the road, when when she looks at it and, and looks at what those mobile home parks have done for the two of you, she'd probably be like, "This is okay, okay, okay. That's not <laughs> as bad." She probably still won't love it, uh, you know, or 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 you've become a little bit better of a salesperson and, and been able to tweak it a little bit more to to, to get her to like it more, but. I don't think uh, as as time goes on, I think that'll become less of an issue with her being compared to it. Going like, look, uh, you know, it, it, it was, you know, why shouldn't I compare the second best thing that's happened to my life to the first? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. So I have a podcast too. My podcast is called Mobile Home Parks in Real Life, and what I did in my literally my second episode, I invited my wife on, and I said, I'm going to give you the mic. You say whatever you want, two rules. Don't give away any of my secrets and don't say any bad words. Otherwise, <laughs> have at it. Because it was, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I, I got home from an internship. I was in Miami. She was in North Carolina. So that alone made her mad. But I was on the, at the beach all summer. <laughs> and I basically just showed up home and I was like, oh my God, I am so excited. I finally found what I'm meant to do with my life. 
we're going to buy mobile home parks. And she, let's just say, broke one of those two rules I just said. <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't watch. think she's given away, and she wasn't giving away any secrets. <laughs> well, oh my God, absolutely not. But I mean, from her perspective, it makes sense because I basically told her, hey, look, this is what we're doing. I'm not giving you an option. And if you fight me, you're a dream killer. So it was really lame what I did. And I wanted to give her a chance to kind of tell the world how she felt because I know for a fact she's not alone. I know there's a lot of other spouses of entrepreneurs, men and women, that want to be supportive of their significant other, but also hate what they do. And she gave an, an, just an amazing little speech about what she went through during that process. Flash forward four years later, and now, so my just quick little story, my son was born almost two months early. He was in the NICU. It was a terrifying ordeal for everyone involved. My wife went into labor in July, the first week of July, and my son was due almost September 1st. So a hugely scary moment. Oh, definitely, definitely. I got a phone call from my mother-in-law while I was at one, while I was on the way home from one of my properties about an hour away. And she goes, don't freak out when I tell you this. It's going to sound really bad. And I'm like, Miss Cindy, come on. Don't start phone calls off that way. Yeah, please don't. Like, if you want, do you want me to freak out? Because that's how you get me to freak out. <laughs> and she calls. She's like, okay, Jennifer is in the hospital, but it's okay. And I'm like, I'm going to drop everything I'm doing right now. I'm on the way. And I was there by my wife's side for almost an entire week, sleeping there the works. They had this little uncomfortable pull-out couch thingy that didn't really even pull out. And I was by her side that entire week. And then obviously my son was born and he was in the NICU right away because he was early. Yeah, he was 32 weeks, which is way early. And I was there every single day with my son. I did not have to ask for time off. I did not have to worry about PTO or a leave of absence, or getting passed over on a promotion, or what my boss would think. Because I had fought so hard to start this company and achieve time freedom, that allowed me to be by my family when they needed me the most. And the reason why I jump on podcasts, wonderful podcasts like yours, by the way, is I want to tell and encourage other people that you can do that too, I'm not that special. I'm not that smart. I'm not that hardworking. I was just sick of it and I hustled. And you can do that too. And let me tell you something, man. It means the, I've done some pretty cool things in real estate, but there's nothing that makes me happier to have seen my son born in the middle of a, of a Thursday, by the way, and know that I didn't have to worry about anything but my family in that moment. And you can do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a level of freedom and a level of, you know, it, it, that, that made every, you, you know, every bit of that hustle, it, like that moment, that, that one moment, it's like, look, the, the, the money's fine, but, you know, that, that's not a moment that money can truly buy people. You know, some people yes. can buy it, you know, but it's like, look, that's, that's not money. That is time. And, you know, it's, it's like, look, that's why I went through all that hustle. That's why I, you know, that's why I spent nights in, you know, in trailer parks and, you know, and, you know, trying to, you know, the getting, getting through it and, you know, all the effort and all the time, all the sweat and the tears, you know, that's what it was for, was for that moment of being able to look, 
I'm sitting, you know, I'm, I'm sitting bedside with my wife while she's, you know, while we're going through this and while my son is yeah. being born. And, you know, even though this is a trying time, I don't have to step out to take a phone call. I don't have to do any of this. I have the time and the freedom just to do what I need to do to be solely focused on my wife, my son, my family. And that's all I, all I have to be wrapped up in is just my family. And that's what all that hustle and all that hard work had, had bought you. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing that that's what, you know, that's what, commercial real estate in general affords you, especially if you have a, a, a piece that, you know, you feel comfortable with, you like it and, you know, you've done all this work, but this is what it buys you. This is, this is why, you know, it, that's stories of why we do this is so that we can have moments like that, that even though, you know, it, 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 it was a tough moment, but imagine if you would have had to have, uh, you know, still gone to work, those five days and, you know, had to take 10 hours every day to, you know, leave, go do your work and come back, you know, not to mention how crappy you you would have been doing your work that you were doing, you know, because you wouldn't have been thinking about what you were doing. You had been thinking about your, your wife and kid, you know, so you'd been doing crappy work. If you'd been doing, if you'd had a job, you wouldn't have been doing good work. Yeah. Imagine how, dep- so I was pretty depressed at almost every job I've ever had. And imagine the depressing feeling of regret of not being there amplified by the fact that I either missed my son's birth or I was there for my son's birth, but then had to go like immediately. And, and, and I missed some, some, some of those moments, you know, so I, I will use my story as encouragement for y'all. Cause I, I did some crazy things. I, I literally lived in a mobile home every other week for 14 months straight to achieve my dreams. I cut my income. I'm more than half. I mean, I cut out some things in my life that I realized were expensive and didn't actually bring me happiness. So you can do it too. I want it, but I got to say this before we forget, you are totally right. My wife still is like, okay, these are, they're still like trailer parks, but they've kind of grown on me a little bit. So we're not (laughs) quite fully there, but. Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure being bedside through that whole experience probably moved mobile home parks up a little bit on her list of gone, you know, probably not day one or while she was going through it, but it's probably when she had a second to reflect and was probably like, okay, this is, we, 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 better. we got up to like an M H M like a, uh, so from a, ew, that's awful to, uh, <laughs> Hey, I, 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 you know, I'll put it this way: you, you, you know, when when you have uh, less than, and then you, you, you know, you move through levels of of being negative, equal, and then positive, and uh, that's that's equal that's progress. That's better than negative. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, what? Uh, What's probably your favorite your, your 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 favorite horror story that you had to go through uh, on, on your mobile home park journey? What's 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 one of those ones that you had to what what was that battle that you had to go through that you know made you stronger on the other side, but or or just that you had to battle through to get to your to where you're at now? So here's what we'll do. I will no pressure on you, but I'm going to give you a couple options, and you tell me which one you want to hear. Okay. Uh, so 
We had major infrastructure at Cherry Valley. We had a lift station at Countryside, and we had someone threatening my life at another property. I don't want to mention the name of it. <laughs> Which of the three sounds? Um, let's let's uh, uh, let let's go with threatening your life. <laughs> Fair enough. So. Come on, let's let's make it entertaining. Why not? Let's yeah, let's have a let's, let's have a fun one with this. So I actually, this is one I, I I went I spared no detail on my podcast. It's called the episode's called the Death Threat. So if anyone wants to listen, hop in. It's a wild ride. But the gist of it is, I had this woman who is inc- I don't want to say incredibly annoying. She was just a character. I'll put it to you that way. We called her DJ. We- we know, I think most of our listeners know that person. Oh, I have that one tenant where you're like, oh, you pay on time and you don't break the rules, but you do some, you get under my skin sometimes, but then you'll do something sweet. And it's like one of these things. But anyway, we were closed. It was at around 4 or 5 p.m. And I was flying home the next day. And so I was pretty mentally checked out of, okay, let's, you know, the tenants are taken care of. I'm trying to implement systems here because if I'm flying back and forth to one of my properties, like I am here to get the job done, not to make sure DJ is happy because she's feeling blah today. Right. <laughs> I'm here to get stuff done. I'm paying time and money to be on my property and away from my wife. So I locked up a little early cause it was slower and I just hear this banging on the door. And of course it's DJ and I just ignore it at first, but she's persistent. And then there's, I, I know she knows I'm in there and she knows I'm in there. Because <laughs> she goes, she goes, he's coming to kill you. And I, I was livid, right? I'm like, I have no time to deal with the rumor mill right now. So I open up the door and I go, DJ, I'm going to give you 30 seconds and if I figure out you're lying about this, I'm going to personally see you with that you're out of this community. <laughs> and of course, she's like, honey, I would never steer you wrong. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter what I say. She's going to, you know, find a way to save face. Oh, one second. The host has updated. Oh, sorry. The little thing <laughs> popped up. Um, sorry. Yeah. So she comes in and she basically says look there's this guy who is falling on a hard time so we let him use my washer and dryer and in passing he basically was like tomorrow i'm showing up with a shotgun i'm killing everyone in the office oh shit (laughs) yeah and and i was like okay at first i was like yeah dude okay who is it she doesn't know the guy by name but she starts describing him and she starts describing his mannerisms and it turns out it was this guy we'll call him the killer who matched the description. And as I was piecing things together, he was a super beta guy that I was in the process of evicting. Super beta guy, tall guy, intimidating looking guy, but very, very beta, which was, which is weird. Cause usually people who threaten your life are more of the alpha biker types. Like I'm going to kick your butt. Right. So that really freaked me out because I was like a beta person doesn't say that. You know, when you think school shootings, you think more beta people, right? So that started getting scary. And then I started talking, I, I picked up the phone and I started talking to a, a couple other folks who knew him better. And every single one of them were like, you need to be afraid of this guy, including my Spanish 
people who who said no quieres tener problemas con este hombre you don't want to have problems with this guy <laughs> so it corroborated right Th this is a, a real threat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like okay, i call yeah. the police the police take an hour to get there and i'm like great if this guy shows up with a shotgun it i, I can't wait an hour right <laughs> yeah so i explained it to the police home so that doesn't really help a whole lot either exactly because what i do to save money is i for not just to save money but also because i want to learn what my property feels like smells like is you know what does it sound like during a rainstorm i stay on my properties in mobile homes because i want to know what my my clients like I want to understand from. As about to say, that's that's really that's a level of of understanding your your tenants and in your right. property for sure. Yeah. So so I'm staying there that night, and I know this guy knows where I live because I'm a hundred yards from him, and I got a rental car that sticks out like a sore thumb. So in other words, he knows where I'm at. If you know anything about that, <laughs> exactly. If you know anything about mobile homes, they're relatively easy to break into. So, so in other words, I, it's scary, right? Because the police show up and the police, you know, luckily we had done a background check on him recently. So I had his social and his birthday and, and all that stuff. But here's the thing. He had no credit after a few years in the past. And he was in his 40s. And so I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. This guy was a ghost until he was about 40 years old. That doesn't, that doesn't jive. So the police put it in their little database or whatever. And basically we're on the East coast. The only thing that shows up is he, he has this, a copy of an ID, not even a driver's license, just a weird ID from Wyoming. And so I give it all over the police woman and she looks at her database and she's like, I hate to say it, but there are no active warrants for this birthday and social. And I can't even guarantee you that this person is who he says he is. In other words, this guy has been completely off the grid, meaning he's probably not who he says he is. And who knows, he could, he could be a complete serial killer and totally have changed his identity. We don't know. But here's the thing. I can't even go knock on his door because I don't have a warrant. So in other words, like I could go knock on his door and be like, hey, are you going to show up and kill him tomorrow? <laughs> so, so naturally, this is terrifying, right? And for me... For me, it was the most bizarre thing because at first you're terrified and your life flashes before your eyes, right? Like, oh my God, this is how it ends. And that's to be expected. What wasn't to be expected was my next reaction, which was just like a slow onset of just sheer anger. Just like, oh my God, this is how it's going to end. <laughs> Loser I'm evicting from a mobile home park is going to show up and kill me. I was like, you know what? F that. I can do this. <laughs> I was like, I have a degree in psychology. I sold cars for four years. I know how to ha handle 10 situations and have people walk away with a warm and fuzzy. I could do this. And not only that, he didn't say I'm coming to kill Ryan. He said, I'm coming to kill everyone in the office. And I had two maintenance guys uh, a secretary on the way out and a new employee who was showing up the next day. So I had four people who were going to be in the office the next day and me. So five total. So I was like, and all four of them were on the property that night. And so I realized, cause when I called my investor partners, they were every single one of them were like, dude, leave the property. Now get in a hotel. Don't go back to the property tomorrow. Get in the plane and just don't go back. 
And I realized in that moment, that is not the leader I want to be. I am not going to get in a hotel. I'm going to stay in this mobile home tonight. I'm going to sleep a hundred yards from this guy. I'm going to make sure my employees know and they buy into the plan that I, I'm going to hatch. And we're going to do this together. And I'm going to lead from the front. And so what I did was that night, I had like a last meal. <laughs> In other words, I was like, if I'm going to die, like we might as well do my favorite things, right? So I went out and got my favorite food, which is sushi. I got a beer. Talked to my favorite people, my best friends, my wife, my business partner. Just watch some NFL football because that's my favorite sport. And then on the way home, I got a Dairy Queen Blizzard, which was lovely. <laughs> bizarre enough, I slept like wonderfully that night. <laughs> you know, I was 100 yards from him. And here's why. Because I realized two really important things. I realized that first and foremost, this guy's back was against the wall. He was about to be evicted. He was about to have no money. He, he's nothing to lose, right? His back's against the wall. And number two, I'm the bad guy. So if you look at someone like O.J. Simpson, say he's a killer or not, let's hypothetically say he was a killer. He's killed two people and he's 70 years old, right? So in other words, he's got an entire life where he was not killing people. So what, what, what happened in that moment that made O.J. allegedly you know, kill those people? And how does that apply to this situation here? Well, if your back is against the wall, you have a good guy, bad guy mentality, and you've got nothing to lose, all you need to do is snap, and you're done. You have that potential there to snap. And I was like, this is the perfect storm. Everything is ripe for a snap. So all I need to do is get this guy to not think I'm the bad guy and not have his back against the wall. And if I can just do that, maybe I can buy enough time to get him off the property. Yeah. And so what I did was the next morning I caught everyone up to speed. Uh, I had two Hispanic fix it guys. So I had to translate all of this into my broken Spanish and they didn't budge, which I was taken aback by. Like <laughs> they didn't have any objections to anything I was saying. And I came to realize it's because a lot of times folks from, from Mexico they have to self-police stuff like this because the police and the politicians are all corrupt. Yeah. So, they have so, to so, so this was, this was a little closer to like, okay, yeah, we know he's a bad dude, but we're kind of a little bit more used to dealing with this. Like, dude, we, we deal with cartels, man. This is nothing. Right? <laughs> so they bought in instantly, no objections. And then the, the, our newest employee was coming from just a, a terrible neighborhood. And when I told her the story, she also didn't flinch. And I was like, that's a little weird. And she told me, she's like, honey, I come from Monroe. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, this is like a Thursday for me. So, <laughs> and they all bought in. And so what we did was I positioned the, the, the new property manager and the secretary by the phone, had them ready to dial 911 as soon as I gave the signal. I had the maintenance guys working on projects that they could drop in a second when they get a text message from me to come to the office. And so the next day everyone was on board. And when he shows up before he could say anything, he walks right into the office before this guy could say a word. I was like, I need to take control of this immediately. And I said, Oh good killer. I'm glad you're here. I have some great news. Do me a favor. Grab a seat on the couch. I'll be right with you. <laughs> 
And so the reason why I did that was because I wanted his mindset to go from, all right, how am I going to do it? How am I going to kill him? How am I going to whip out the shotgun or the gun or whatever to wait, there's good news. Yeah. I can wait a couple of minutes for that. Uh, 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 no, 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 no need to find out, you know, no need to do this till we find out what the news is. <laughs> exactly. So that gave me enough time to wait till the maintenance guys got back. And I had them standing in a spot where they could get involved quickly. So they're you know, within 10 feet, but busy. Right. So they were doing something and you know, the girls right there ready to call 911. And so I sat down with this guy, it took about 45 minutes, but basically what I said was, I agree with your side of the story. I did some research. I agree with you. Here's what I'm going to do. Cause corporate has decided you got to go. I'm going to put some money in your pocket, but I still have to evict you. And I'm still going to have to have you sign this. That says, I agree that if I'm ever seen on this property again, I have the property managers have the right to arrest me on site. So in other words, I'm criminal trespassing. So in other words, I'm going to put money in your pocket, but you can never come back here again. Yeah, yeah, it took about 45 minutes to convince him and eventually I had to take it away from him and go, okay, well, you know what? If you don't want the money, don't, don't worry about it. And he was like, well, no, I'm going to do it. I just don't think it's fair. I'm like, boom, I gotcha. Right. <laughs> so eventually write him a check for a little bit of money, have him sign a thing. He walks off into the sunset. I never hear from him again. And not only that, and phew, right? So crisis averted. <laughs> it gets better because a week later, the woman, the new hire, she sends me a link to his mugshot and arrest report. Oh, crap. He was arrested twenty within 24 hours of that confrontation I had with him. So he, he did snap. He did snap. He did go to jail, but it was not on our property and no one got hurt. Yeah. So I would like to think that was because I'm like a talented dude or whatever. But the truth is I was probably really arrogant and really stupid because that could have gone really south. Really but yeah, that's a, that's a pretty wild, wild story that you, um, you would never think you were. I think it's an important story to tell because if you're getting into real estate and you're going to hire people to do your property management, you need to know what types of situations that they are going to be in. And I would like to think my story would encourage people to lead from the front lines too and have that courage to put yourself in the danger rather than being like, I'm going to get on a plane and fly home and not worry about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, look, look you know, be, be aware of your surroundings and, and, and you know, plan it out and, and try, to do the, try to do the best that you can. And, you know, just, uh, just, just stay on top of, uh, of what you're doing and, and you know, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and like you said, just lead, lead from the front and be like, look, you know, uh, don't, um, don't, don't really just remember that, that saying of, look, don't, don't ask other people to do stuff that you're not willing to do. Yes. And, you know, and when sticky situations, uh, arise, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, uh, you, you know, to get your hands dirty. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to dig in and do what you need to do. Uh, you know, to get stuff taken care of, uh, you know, hopefully none of my listeners have to do it where their, their lives are being threatened, you know, and hopefully you never have to worry about God bless, where, yeah. where it's, you know, where, where it's that grave and the, the consequences are that much, but it still leads to the point of, look, you, you know, don't, don't, don't ask your, you know, don't ask your employees to do stuff that you're not willing to do. Um, exactly. You, you know, just like you said, that's that's leading from the front. You know, I, I had a I had an old boss of mine that, 
you know, even though he was a multimillionaire, he had sold out of business and started another one that, you know, he still, like if he saw that the floor needed to be mopped, he didn't ask other people to do it. I think he had kind of a thing. He liked mopping, but, you know, he still would do it. And there was other, that wasn't like the only task that he'd do, but, you know, he, here's a guy who was, you know, at the time he was 30 years, my senior, um, you know, but, you know, and, and he had, you know, employees out the, you know, anything that needed to be done, he had employees to do it, but he would just take the initiative because he was the leader of occasionally just going and doing something that needed to be done, whether or not it was his job to do it or not. He, it didn't matter. You know, it was, that was his leadership style of like, well, I still do stuff that, you know, it's like, look, this isn't the glory stuff. You know, this isn't, you know, taking down a 10000 or a $100,000 sale. This is, you know, grabbing a mop and mopping up some dirt. But I'm not too big to, to mop up some dirt, which paid dividends because, you know, if it was Friday evening and there's something had to be done, you know, quick before, you know, before the end of the day, that you had people who would hop on board and didn't right. mind you know, putting, going that little extra mile if they needed to, because they knew that their, their, their boss and their leader was right there with them, you know, and that, that pays huge, huge dividends. It's about creating a culture, not about telling people they're not doing their jobs good enough, right? It's about, Hey, if my boss is willing to do this, what does it say about me that I'm not? Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's, that's, that's leading from the top down and, and never asking somebody to do, you know, to do something that look, if, you know, if, if our backs are up against the wall, you know, I'm going to hop down there in the trenches and, and, and do it with you. Exactly. So, that's just huge for morale. So yeah, that's, that's uh you, you know, that's, that's an awesome lesson to learn from that is, you know, just do what you need to do. <laughs> you, you, you know, don't, yeah. don't be afraid to, to get your hands dirty. Um, you know, and that, that just, it pays dividends, you know, tremendously. All right. Well, just about time that we need to wrap this up. I have, I always have my final question and that is how do you like to give back to your community? A lot of different ways. So we have a partial college scholarship for folks in our communities, which I am so proud of. I almost was in tears. The first acceptance letter I ever wrote. Love that. I'm my son of college professor. I've always wanted to, to help educational endeavors. So that was huge. We also partner with Paley's, which is a company that will allow you to not only pay your rent online, but also it positively reports to your credit. That's right. You can live in a mobile home park and build your credit along with paying your rent. So that's huge to be able to say, I'm going to send your kids to college and I'm going to help you rebuild your credit or just build your credit. And not only that, we do free food giveaways. We do Bible studies. We've even done free Zumba classes. What I like to do uh, with my communities is make it so you don't want to leave. And uh, not in the captive sense, but in the sense that, yes, I'm going to charge you market for rent. So I'm not going to be super duper higher than all my competition, but I'm also not going to be super duper lower. I'm going to be about what they are, but you are going to get safe, clean and managers who are not afraid to talk to you face to face. Even if you don't speak English, 
my broken Spanish, I'd say it funciona. <laughs> it works. It's not good, but it works. Es bastante, which means it's enough. And that's how I not only like to give back, but I also like to pump my communities full of value because I want folks to go. My, if I leave this community, it's going to be because I broke out of poverty, right? It's because I bought a house or I got a great new job and I need to move, right? But if I'm living in this MSA, I don't want to leave one of Archimedes Group's properties because they're here. And I got to tell you, David, it, like being in the hospital with my wife and my kid, how much of a joyous event that was, giving back and seeing the joy on people's faces when I do something that is really meaningful to them, like my, our free food giveaways, when you hear some of the stories, like at the end of the month, I'm deciding between rent medicine and food and for you to have given me about a week's worth of food like it it is just amazing it is such an amazing feeling that is better than the refinances i've done i've done five refinances now and it's cool when the money hits your bank account it's cool when you buy a brand new property but it is so much cooler to say miss joyce i'm going to help you buy this bed I know it sounds silly, but we have a tenant who the the last ownership, she had bed bugs and all that they were willing to do was pay like a hundred bucks for a treatment. And then they basically said, you're on your own. And what I'm going to do, and she doesn't know it yet, but for Christmas, I'm going to go and help her pay off the balance of her bed because she That's had to so be awesome. on credit. And it, it broke my heart because she bought like a $500 bed on credit and she's going to end up spending like over a thousand bucks when it's all said and done. And her balance is only like 400 bucks. So she doesn't know it yet. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to explain who it is, but I am going to go and surprise her and, and pay that balance off this year. And that is going to make me happier than anything else because I am feeling like I'm making a difference in people's lives. That's, that's meaningful. I'm not just giving them, you know, a handout. I I'm giving them things that, that really no, no, it's 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 meaning meaningful giving that has a purpose and that they understand you know so that is that is huge 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 hugely important and and impactful um you know just being able to uh you know being able to just make a difference you know it's like look i'm i'm not a you you know it's it's look you're 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 in a a, a class of of product that you could be a slumlord if that's what you so chose to do. But you don't do that. You're, you, you, you do it the right way, the way that, you know, it's like, look, if I was on the other side, this is how I'd want to be treated. So you're treating the, the, your, your tenants the way that you would want to be treated, which exactly. is, you know, which is like hardworking human beings and, and just taking care of them. And that is, uh, that is just ultimately, a, a important. And I'm, I, I thank you for doing that. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I appreciate that there are people out there that have the same philosophies I do of, you know, ma making things, you know, making things better on this planet than how I found them. And, you know, and it's not evil to, you know, to, to make a living when, you, you know, off of somebody or, or, you know, through somebody, right. but you know, you're also helping them out and you're not, you know, it's like, look, I can make the same living with or without doing this for my tenants, but I enjoy helping them out the ways, the ways that I can. So that is awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing that and I appreciate yeah. you. 
I, I love it. I, I got to say, unfortunately, the the poor tend to get kicked by a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, and it's almost impossible to lift yourself out of poverty once you're there. And I want to do what I can in my life to to help them, you know, if nothing else, just to feel respected and important. And when I'm 80 years old, hopefully I'll get to live that long. If I'm looking back on this moment in my early 30s, I am I am banking on that I'm going to be proud that this is what I decided to do with my life. And I'm, I'm banking on as well that even if I end up going bankrupt and I lose it all, that I am not going to sit there and go, boy, I wish I had stayed at my corporate job. Like, I, I hope that even if I go bankrupt and it all, you know, goes away, that I, I will look back and go, in my early 30s, I had courage to quit my job and chase my dream. And I also had compassion and I chose to help people when I didn't have to. And both of those things make me really happy later in life. That's, that's kind of the, the super long goal is, is to look back without regret. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for what you do. And I just, uh, Oh, um, what's uh, if my listeners want to reach out to you, uh, what's, what's a good way for them to reach out to you? Please do. I love helping people. I don't care if you've never bought real estate in your life and you're never going to do it, or if you're a CEO of a major company or anywhere in between, I will talk to you. I love meeting people. You can type in my name into Google, Ryan Naris, N-A-R-U-S. That's N like Nancy. I'm the first thing to show up. You can type in my company's name, Archimedes Group, A-R-C-H-I-M-E-D-E-S, Archimedes and that'll be the first thing to show up. My company, all my contact information is there on my website, as well as links to videos, quick videos, minute and a half long videos, how-to videos, and my podcast and my blog, all of it free. Reach out to me on LinkedIn too. I am literally here to help you. I am not selling anything. I just genuinely speaking, love connecting with people and helping folks. So please reach out to me. I'd love to meet you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. And until next time, thank you.